We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, Rotoviz Radio listener. This is Curtis Patrick from the Dynasty Command Center podcast, and I've got a special deal for you today. Go to rotoviz.com, click the subscribe button, put the 12-month subscription in your cart, and use promo code RVRADIO2021. That's RVRADIO2021. And you're going to save 10%. Taking advantage of this deal, getting your hands on what's included in the package is the best way to enhance your performance this year. So go to rotoviz.com and subscribe now. Hello, everyone. Welcome along to the Rotoviz Draft Series on Rotoviz Radio, brought to you by Blue Wire. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. For this series, I'm delighted to be joined by two guys that I love to get their thoughts, love to hear what they have to say, and especially when it comes to prospects coming into the NFL and this rookie class, and that is Travis May. You can follow on Twitter at FF underscore Travis M. Of course, Travis is part of the rotaviz.com team and hosts his own show here on Rotoviz Radio. That is the College of Canton podcast. And I'm also going to be joined by John Daigle. And you can follow him on Twitter at NotJDaigle of NBC Sports Edge Football. And John is going to, as, as you'll hear here as we go through these conversations, both himself and Travis locked in on the info here as we get ready to, to talk to these college prospects. Just a short couple of weeks away from the NFL draft, so it's really coming in close. Very shortly, we'll know exactly the landing spots of these players. We'll know exactly where they're going, who they're going to be playing with, where their ADP starts to shake out. But we can get ahead of that there by trying to see where the benefits of these players will be in terms of 
NFL prospects and then of course where it filters into the fantasy football landscape so really looking forward to sharing this conversation with you for a little bit of background we did a long conversation we recorded this here and I've split it into four shows in terms of tight end wide receiver quarterback and running back and today's show is going to be focusing on the wide receiver position so much talent in this wide receiver class really really looking forward to sharing this conversation with you as I mentioned it's going to be four parts there's going to be four different editions they are going to drop day by day over the next couple of days this is going to drop on the 17th of april and we're going to continue then 18th 19th 20th to drop these as we as we move forward and get close to the draft hopefully you're really going to enjoy it i really enjoyed recording it thanks again to the two guys for jumping aboard make sure you're following them on twitter once again john daigle is at not j daigle and travis may is at ff underscore travis m let's jump straight into it let's get into the conversation So in this draft, it seems more like Jamar Chase is going to be the, the consensus wide receiver one overall. Um, looking pretty solid, but um, there's a lot of conversation around the, the depth of the class. Looks pretty good. What for you sets him apart as a, as a top wide receiver over some of the other uh, guys in this, as I mentioned a moment ago? A pretty deep class um, heading into it. Not only a deep class this year, but I believe he would have been the number one prospect last year as well. And as we know, that class had a lot more archetypes that we like from our wide receivers bigger and working all across the field and special team skills as well but for chase what stands out for me is just the fact that he averaged 21 yards per catch and scored 20 touchdowns as a 19 year old at lsu before opting out last year of course um his 24 deep catches in 2019 that year as well were the most pro football focus has ever charted in any collegiate season and then you go back and look at his resume against NFL corners and I know it's it's a small sample still but he had two games one against Trayvon Diggs in the college football regular season where he put up six 140 and one Diggs of course uh, Cowboys first round corner last year and then AJ Terrell the Falcons first round corner last year and the college football playoff game Chase posted him with nine 221 yards and two scores so overall even with his size there's just no flaw in his game, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, he's one of the easiest slam, dun- slam dunks in a long time, I think. Uh, even when you, I think uh, a recent piece in The Athletic was just outlining the fact that, you know, last year's NFL Combine, which was the last time we actually had a normal Combine, the star that everyone was talking about uh, even a year ago was Jamar Chase, not any of the wide receivers that were actually there. Like he would have, <laughs> he would have already probably been in the wide receiver one competition uh, conversation. Uh, last year had he been able to declare uh, even then so yeah somebody that checks every box just from an analytic standpoint you know coming in by just about every measure in terms of yards yards per team pass attempts dominator rating or you know receiving yard market share uh, any kind of adjusted efficiency numbers even if you look at how he um, like his adjusted catch rate at the depth of target that he is he showed successfully consistently uh, in, in the sample that we do have from him uh, every every box seems to be checked with Jamar Chase. And I, I said it last summer, and I, I'm still thinking it now, like there's just not really a conversation as to who the wide receiver one is by virtually any measure. Yeah, last year we had a couple of guys that were in that mix, and um, then there was guys who weren't exactly in that mix who <laughs> catapulted themselves by season's end and into that mixture. But when we look at the class, and we've, we've touched on Chase, we both think he's the guy at the top of that. Is there a guy maybe who is your guy who's not 
Jamar Chase, but is the next guy that you want, you know, in terms of where we're looking here in this draft process that you're all in on, no matter where he lands? I know landing spot does dictate a lot of success, but is there somebody that you think pretty much no matter where he lands is going to be a, a success, John? Oh, I love Rashad Bateman. Um, I like guys who have proven they can do it everywhere on the field when asked to. And he, although he has the size, the height to attract NFL front offices at 6'2", I don't know when and if he ever played at 210. That's what he was listed at in college because he checked it at 190 at his pro day. But no matter where the coaching staff, his eventual destination puts him, he can succeed. Um, ran 87% of his routes out wide in 2019 and proceeded to lead the country in yards per route run from that alignment. They lost a few talented players uh, in 2020 last year, and so they moved him into the slot for a career-high 61% of his routes to concertedly pepper him with more targets. And that's why his ADOT and other numbers fell. But even so, he recorded 36 broken tackles on 147 career catches while at Minnesota, while averaging just over 15 yards per catch. So an explosive receiver that that is interchangeable between the slot and outside, there's no way, in my opinion, the NFL can mess him up. Yeah, Bateman looks to be somebody who's going to be pretty exciting. And there is a lot of guys in this class that you could rank in the top 10 and switch them in slightly different order. But, uh, you know, guys, I know Jalen Waddle, somebody who's been a little bit polarizing in the process. Um, but I think there's a, a lot of talent there. Devontae Smith as well. going to be very, very interesting. Is there anyone, uh, obviously there is going to be somebody, uh, but who's, who's standing out for you, Travis? For me, it's Elijah Moore. Uh, I know that uh, not everyone is is all in on Elijah Moore with you know getting top twenty capital or anything, but you know recently there's been more buzz about that actually uh, possibly happening with first round capital for Elijah Moore anyway. And I think it's just we don't have you know everyone was hyped up about the guys that were at Ole Miss before Elijah Moore, uh, but as soon as he was given the opportunity to emerge post AJ Brown, post DK Metcalf. He was the entire offense, uh, you know, posting, you know, 30 plus percent uh, numbers across the board of uh, in terms of percentage of that uh, receiving offense, uh, even a year ago in 2019 and then exploding in, in 2020 with the you know ridiculous 86 catches for, you know, almost 1200 yards and, uh, you know, over over 60 of his catches, just over 60 of his catches last year came from the slot. And so people think, oh, he's just going to be the slot weapon in, in the pros and that's all he's going to do and that's going to limit him what but that's not the case uh, he, he showed that he could even be way more efficient as an outside wide receiver just like AJ Brown was able to do uh, when DK Metcalf missed some time uh, at Ole Miss obviously it's a different system than AJ Brown and DK Metcalf were playing in but Elijah Moore showed extreme versatility from the slot and the ability to be highly efficient as an outside wide receiver too and he checks in with sub four four wheels and uh, so I mean it, it, the NFL decision makers are addicted to speed. And so I think he's going to see top 50 draft capital. And because of his ability and, and demonstrated consistency across the board at, at any uh, wide receiver alignment and, and really anything you want to ask him to do in the route tree. And you look at his analytical profile, that's solid. And you think, wow, that guy's a slam dunk. No matter where he lands, he's going to find a way to get on the field immediately. And you talked yeah. about not him not having top 20 draft capital. That's probably true, but he's being mocked in a lot more late first rounds. Yeah. Which, if he lands with the Packers, like his oh, dynasty and fantasy capital, my God. Yes. Amen. <laughs> 
For the listeners listening in, uh, myself and Travis both uh, <laughs> just put our hands in the air there. I think that would be pretty awesome. And when we look at the last two years in particular, we've been really spoiled at the influx of talent that's come into the NFL, how those guys have hit the ground running. You mentioned there AJ Brown, DK Metcalf. There's just so much athletic talent coming into the position, but they've also been able to produce pretty much immediately. I wonder, are we going to get to a stage eventually where we're expecting that? And maybe even this year, and it just doesn't happen in year one, but it's going to be, it's going to be fascinating. And we will talk a little bit more in a moment about some maybe the guys that you're really high on but i'm going to jump back to you john in terms of players who maybe we're seeing a little bit too much hype that we're not buying that hype that you feel might be a little bit overrated as they as they come into the draft process and we've seen players as well uh, you know i mentioned the good side of things we've seen guys come in go very early in those drafts over the last couple of years maybe a henry ruggs and just hasn't really worked out in that way is there somebody that might fit that mold unfortunately in, in 2021 I actually think Kadarius Tony fits the Henry Ruggs mold in that he has to land in the right scheme. He has to with the right coach to succeed. Uh, he does have a few translatable skills. 32 broken tackles on only 80 catches the past two seasons. Only three career drops in that span. And when you watch him on tape, he just explodes. He's actually one of the more fun players to watch whenever you're viewing the film but he's only he only played wide receiver exclusively for two years at florida because the team used him as a wildcat wildcat quarterback and gadget player in 2018 and in those two years he was only aligned outside on 13 percent of his snaps so he's more like a gadget slot receiver without the experience uh, i'm probably reaching for this comp just because it's most memorable and more recent in my head but it reminds me a lot of nicole hardman just a super explosive fun player who just didn't get the experience because he also only played two years at wide receiver, primarily in the slot at Georgia. And then, of course, he hasn't translated really well in that role in the league. So I think there are probably two teams, I think, that would know how to use Tony properly. And what's funny is that he will have the draft capital. He's being mocked in a lot of top 20 scenarios. But overall, I'm concerned about him translating for sure. Yeah, I, you stole mine, man. I I don't think I've got any, <laughs> any uh, wide receiver in this class that I'm like, you know, just all aboard the fade train, uh, like I am with Kadarius Tony, and it just seems like the easiest one uh, of the bunch because you know you can pick apart Devonte Smith's weight or whatever that's been done a thousand times. But I think Kadarius Tony somehow, regardless of of everyone understanding uh, that watches him closely, the context you kind of described. Uh, people are still forcing him up higher and higher and higher in these draft boards. Even today, you know, seeing people talk about how, you know, he might go ahead of Devontae Smith, you know, this this actually being coming from some NFL network people. And it's just like, man, that just sounds like incredibly terrible process. When you when you look at his production arc, it wasn't normal. Obviously, he was a converted quarterback to this utility player, uh, but he never ever ever did anything outside of this final season and even in his final season accounting for less than a quarter of Florida's receiving offense and you mentioned his uh, alignments and and it, it is interesting how how little of his game he was aligned outside yet at the same time he actually found some production just because they were basically uh, trying to set him up on some screens and other creative ways to get him open on the outside because he just doesn't know how to get out really open as an outside wide receiver and I like could more uh, stereotypical or prototypical wide receiver role. Yes, he has like a cool spin move that he'll try to do it out, out of the slot. And yes, he can add some yak when people miss tackles. Uh, but man, it just seems like 
Kadarius Tony is the easiest fade of all time, like especially when you compare him to, to anyone else that's in the first round conversation this year. So uh, he will be the outlier of all outliers uh, coming in with a, you know an adjusted production index, you know barely above uh, the bottom quartile, uh, even when you adjust for. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. His peak numbers this past year. Uh, so any way you want to slice it, analytically, film-wise, uh, everything except for maybe the the non-drop issue, <laughs> or you know maybe the yards after contact per target numbers aren't, aren't terrible uh, this past year. But man, it's it's really rough to try to even begin to justify first round capital for Kadarius Tony. And that's why we're not arguing about him being an athlete like he scored yeah. 120 touchdowns in high school you don't do that unless you're an athlete yeah uh, he was a quarterback actually mm-hmm. but but overall just translating to specifically that one skill set again he's just going to have to land with an intuitive coach and there are already so few of those in the nfl i, I do worry about his outlook yeah the economy is made up of real people doing real stuff and it affects everything which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Yeah, I think when both of you guys are following the same player, definitely is going to raise some red flags there. Um, and it's also a bit of a positive that there wasn't anyone extremely standing out as well outside of that. Um, so hopefully we're going to find that but i do think we're going to see a high volume of wide receivers get that draft capital in the first round this year and it's going to make for some uh, very very interesting uh, activity after that in terms of adps and fantasy football and how things shake out from there and when we look at some of those guys that we're looking then when we get into the draft season we're looking at players who we might like to get some values on is there any guys in that later round maybe going anywhere i guess we'll say from around three onwards that you think uh, is gonna be a very fascinating prospect uh, in the nfl maybe not even in 2021 but but have a successful nfl career i shouldn't be but i'm a Dwayne <laughs> eskridge guy uh, 
he's small, 5'9", 190, but he's blazing fast. State champion, high school sprinter. His straight line speed was reportedly the talk of everyone at senior bowl practices. And then he unsurprisingly ran a 4-3-3-40 at his pro day. But what I love about him so much, and I should remind you that He's not going to have the draft capital, most likely. Uh, he did all of his production against the Mac. So again, that's another knock on him. But averaged 4.94 yards per route run last year. It's an outstanding number. A career yards after the catch per reception, over nine. So he breaks tackles. And that includes over 14 just last year. And then he also benches 350, squats over 500 pounds, and he has a 37.5-inch vertical. So although he's go- he could be pigeonholed, as just a straight line speed guy, he has the athleticism and the balance to break tackles. Again, it's going to come down to whether production and athleticism in the MAC actually translates, but I think he's big enough and proved he can do a few things well enough that he makes sense as like a fourth, fifth round guy that I'll be eager to watch. Yeah, Dwayne Dwayne Eskridge is an interesting one because he's he just feels like a small sample trap because, like you said, it was against the MAC, <laughs> like it was yeah. six games essentially. Like even when you look at uh, you know, his quarterback, Caleb Elby, like he just put together the most efficient season basically ever in college football passing. Uh, and it was, it was just a, a six game sample against Mac only competition. And if you like watch many of his highlights, you'll see, you know, four or five of his long touchdowns came on the exact same look. It was like an RPO slant look where they just hit him in isolation and boom, he's gone. Mac, Cause man. he's got that, he's got that track speed. Right. So Man, if he's in the right situation, that's going to be everything for me with with him. But that's an interesting name to watch just because of what he can do from a speed speed stand, uh, standpoint. But I, I don't know if he's going to go later at this point. But uh, Diami Brown, like, do we think he's? I mean, John, do you think he's around three or later guy? Because to, to me, like, he shouldn't be, but I think he's probably going to still be. Um, like Diami Brown is my guy, and I've been on him for. Uh, quite some time just love his his deep game and he doesn't just win with speed he spent he wins with technique you know back-to-back seasons with 50 plus receptions uh you know over 1,000 yards averaging 20 yards per uh, and having basically the deepest average depth of target in all of football by a few yards uh this last fall and just burning first round nfl corners uh even two years ago so i mean he's got that that complete resume and it helps when you work with uh, Sam Howell at quarterback, who's gonna, probably going to be a, a top two quarterback in the 2022 NFL draft. But Diamond Brown just looks like he's got that deep threat ability to be a splash play specialist early and perhaps a volume guy in a more balanced a- outside receiver role uh, really by year two. His depth of target, which you mentioned, it's not only just last year, it was a career 18.4. Insane. <laughs> uh, it's absolutely insane. And he averaged over 20 yards per catch the last two seasons. Yeah. The, issue, the issue, of course, is that he didn't play in the slot at all. Literally less than 1% of his routes came from the slot um, while in his career at North Carolina. And, of course, he had a letdown pro day. But he does get talked up in a lot of mocks. And I've been listening to a lot of draft pods. And a lot of guys talk about him as a day two wide receiver. And I think even as a deep threat, even if he's just a pop-a-shot guy, Uh, there is enough room here with a lot of teams that he can make noise because he's someone that I was much higher on prior to his pro day. And then once we got his measurables, okay, maybe he's just an average guy, but his production speaks for itself. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's going to be fascinating. I think you asked the question, is he round three or later? I feel like he's a player who somebody's either going to fall in love with and take 
uh, well above that, or I think he's going to be somebody who could slide through the cracks. But I think there's going to be an extreme value there for whoever does end up taking him. So, uh, you know, we are, I think if the listeners are listening, I think they're going to be excited about this class anyway. I think listening to you guys talk with them, they're going to be even more excited. But let John go first, let Travis uh, go second for the final word in terms of summarizing this class and what the, the listeners should be expecting as we head into 2021 with the wide receivers. I mean, with this class, it looks like it's going to be a really deep group. I think for a long time, we've known that that was going to be the case. Now, there are some more uh, kind of later breakouts and, I don't know, imperfect profiles, I guess, with some of these older guys. I mean, like even some of the guys that didn't work out like we thought they would, like the Tamori and Terry's of the world, uh, you know, and, and people want to nitpick Devontae Smith's later breakout and everything. But I think when you look at the context of this entire class, like even the Tyler Wallace's, like the fourth year guys who've been Blatnikoff conversation wide receivers for a long time there's going to be a ton of value found in between picks 50 and 120 uh, and so it's going to be a lot of fun because you have these you know small sample guys that broke out and, and were insanely productive last fall and in a strange season like Dwayne Eskridge but then you have these speedsters that with great analytical profiles like Elijah Moore and then Jamar Chase who's been the guy for forever Terrace Marshall has been like the touchdown scoring machine to all of college football two years in a row it just it there's every type of wide receiver that you could imagine in this class and so it's going to be a lot of fun to see how this pans out uh, even the Rondell Moores that just look like a complete unicorn due to his true freshman 2200 all-purpose yard season and and now well well he's five seven so what does he look like there's I've never seen a class like this before, so I hope it, it gives us a half, dozen, a half dozen or more hits the position. I think there's real potential for that. There are a lot of guys who don't do a lot well as so much as they do one thing really well. And that's why I just think it's going to come down to the destinations for so many of these names. You're going to see rookie and dynasty rankings jostle after draft night per the team they land with and the coach they're going to work with because that's going to matter more so than maybe even the last decade for receivers. And that does take us to the end of that wide receiver conversation that we had. We are very, very excited about this incoming group of rookies. The last couple of years, as I mentioned, we have had some phenomenal, phenomenal talent come into the NFL. I think we're going to see more of that come in this year. And I think we're going to be pretty spoiled for uh, wide receivers over the, the, the next four to five years in the NFL. And of course, that relates back to ourselves and fantasy football, how we draft those rosters and how you can get those in your lineups uh, each week and each season, depending on if you're playing redraft dynasty and um, whatever format uh, that you're playing but it's going to be exciting and we're going to see some of these guys hopefully land in, in premium spots to give them that opportunity to succeed right off the bat as they enter the nfl as i mentioned at the start of the show this is going to be a four-part series it was a four-part conversation and we're going to be looking as well at all the position groups basically in terms of the skill positions wide receiver tight end running back and quarterback uh, be sure to check out all four shows as they're released they are going to be released from the 17th of april basically 18th 19th 20th as the four shows drop day on day check back in on your road of his radio feed make sure you subscribe to get all those shows once they go live so much great content on road of his this off season and throughout the season we'll have you covered multiple shows every single day get your uh, fix as you get ready for the draft or as you get ready for the season get yourself into uh, prime position to win your fantasy championship in 2021 
As always, as a loyal podcast listener, you can save yourself 10% off a one-year Rotoviz subscription on rotoviz.com by adding the code RVRADIO2021 at checkout. Are we going to rotoviz.com forward slash podcast for more information? Get you access to all of the tools, all of the content up on the website. Get yourself just along with the podcast content just gets you set up perfectly for success this upcoming year Uh, so that once again is rv radio 2021 that's going to do it for today's show make sure you join back to to get all four shows as we get ready here for the draft hopefully you will enjoy those if you do like them drop a written review on your favorite podcast app much much appreciated if you haven't already make sure you're following john daigle on twitter at not j daigle that is d-a-i-g-l-e he is, of course, of NBC Sports Edge. You can find all the content he'll be sharing there on his Twitter feed and as well with Travis. Follow him on Twitter at FF underscore Travis M. You can find all his work up on rotaviz.com and, of course, the fantastic College to Canton podcast where he breaks down prospects like this uh, all the way through, maybe even a year or two before they hit that NFL uh, you know, stage at the, the draft night or maybe even undrafted and he gets you set up for success there. So, check that out as well once again that is the college to canton podcast thanks to both guys for jumping on and um, they're both fantastic guys fantastic followers on social media with superb content make sure you check them out of course my name is colin kelly you can follow me on twitter at overtime ireland until we're back with another edition of the show of course have a good one Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.